Welcome to Episode 3 of Missing Pieces, MPE Life. I'm your host, Don Anderson. Before we get started today, if you're listening to this, could you please rate the show, subscribe to it? On Apple Podcasts, it's that little plus sign in the upper right corner. And if you're really feeling the show, could you give us a review? Thanks. Every little bit helps. In today's episode, we're going to focus on two girls, Shannon and Jackie, an MPE and adoptee. Two girls who at the beginning of our story don't even know each other. But by the end of the story, they band together and solve a mystery in finding out who they really are. It's a story of an adoptee and an MPE. So my name is Jackie, and I was born in 1979 in Houston, Texas, but I grew up in Plano, Texas. You know, I had a I had a really good childhood, and I think, you know, a lot of people would label it idyllic. You know, I had two parents who were very, very involved in everything I did. You know, I did every sport under the sun, and just, you know, they were there to support everything. When Jackie was five years old, her parents told her she was adopted. They told her in a very nice way, told her she was special. And whereas other parents just got the kid that God gave them, she was chosen specifically by them. Jackie was so excited about this info, she went to kindergarten and told everyone. They weren't so nice. And I remember being so excited to go and tell everyone about how loved I was, to hear things like, oh, well, you know, at least my mom wanted me, you know. My mom didn't throw me away. Um, That was soul-crushing. You know, at that age, you think about and you dream about finding your family, and you think, you know, they're just going to love me. I'm I'm so excited to search for them. You know, you, you spend your life waiting for that moment of being able to find them. And, and, and see who you are, regardless of having an idyllic childhood or not. You know, I, I had so much jealousy of people growing up, especially family get-togethers, my cousins, because, you know, you would hear passing comments from aunts like, oh, you've got grandpa's chin, or you've got, you know, great aunt so-and-so's eyes. And, you know, I, I couldn't have that. I, I never could. You know, unfortunately thinking that I was a discard and thinking that I didn't have real value really led me into some paths in life that, you know, were frankly dangerous. Unfortunately, I got into a relationship that involved, you know, um, very dangerous domestic violence. And, you know, I I dealt with that for for quite a long time, which, you know, some of the things that 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 particular person said to me the same thing, you know, you're trash. You were thrown away at birth. Nobody wants you. I mean, things like that, you know, were said to me. My name is Shannon. I live in Athens, Georgia, and I'm 42 years old. Okay. So my parents were really young when they had me. Um, My mom was actually 16 when I was born. And I think my dad was 19, but they got married as soon as she said she was pregnant. Um, 
that lasted a few years. And then she actually bailed on us. Um, She left us with our dad, who was not the most competent parent, I guess. Um, So we wound up moving in with our grandparents, like my dad's parents. And we all lived with them in their house pretty much like my whole life. They sent us to Catholic school. They did everything for us. I mean, they raised us like their own kids. And my dad was, my dad was an alcoholic for most of my life. So I tried to avoid him as much as I could. He lived with us in our grandparents' house, but I tried to just, you know, keep my distance. And while my grandparents did everything for us, I didn't really have a normal life because I couldn't bring my friends around. I was really embarrassed about my dad. This sounds terrible, but I was disappointed that he was my dad. Like I didn't like him at all. He was always drunk and, um, you know, I kind of wished for other parents my whole life growing up because everybody else had parents that were married and, you know, took them out to dinner and had their friends over and, you know, did all the normal stuff. Not having your mom is a big deal. Um, I actually got teased in school for not having a mom. And that was really hard. I mean, as great as my grandparents were, and they were great. I mean, amazing people. There's just no replacement for a mother. A couple of times that I tried living with my mom, but it just didn't work out. No, my mom was never, you know, a drinker, smoker, nothing. Um, she's just, I don't even know how to explain. I guess maybe you could say she's a bit of a narcissist. I mean, I never really thought that, but that seems to be what everyone else thinks. Um, at least that's what everyone is telling me based on how she's been treating me. <laughs> Jackie had always planned on looking for her her birth parents when she turned 18. But in Texas, it's difficult to get info if you were born before 1981. Plus, she had two younger adopted siblings, all from different parents, and they both found their birth parents. They were able because one was a private adoption and the other was born after 1981. But finding their parents was not a good experience. So I really rethought my initial initiative to to find them and it stalled it for for quite a while when dna started coming around however and and people started getting more into searching i thought you know let's see at least what your um genealogical background is you know let's see if you're you're scottish like you think or you know um and so I, I did the test and, you know, I got some very, very neat things back on my background, but there was a relative that popped up as an aunt and I did not contact this lady. Um, I felt like, you know, I wanted a moment to catch my breath and really think about what I would say and, you know, what I would do. And she got me first and she said, Hey, you know, I saw that 23andMe predicted me as an aunt. That is fundamentally impossible. Um, I'm not your aunt. Um, I don't I don't know who your parents could be. I wish you luck in your search, and I'm so sorry that 23andMe has made this mistake. Jackie took what the woman said at face value. She also told her what she knew about her adoption, that her mother was 16 when she was born. And I said, you know, could it be that you, your sister just didn't want to tell you 
And she said, I have four sisters and um, none of them were pregnant at 16. And so I, I was I was discouraged because I thought for a minute, you know, I might do this. I, I might do this whole biological family thing. And, you know, I left her alone because, you know, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm not going to beat this lady's door down. It was two years later, two years that I got the next message from somebody. Jackie wasn't the type of person to beat someone's door down. But Shannon was. Yeah, it was Christmas 2021. My husband gave me a 23andMe kit for Christmas. So I was thrilled. I was really excited because I just wanted to learn more about my family and hear some more stories. Um, So I don't know why, but I just kind of set it off to the side for a couple of weeks. And um, we were getting ready to go visit our family in South Bend. And I realized I hadn't done the test yet. So I did the test and figured I would drop it in the mailbox on the way out of town. Totally forgot to drop it in the mail. Um, got there, found it, and my uncle ran it to the post office right away for me. And um, we were talking about it, and it turns out my grandmother had already done one of these tests through Ancestry, um, but nobody had the results. Like she didn't have the results there at her house, um, so I couldn't look at anything. Shannon always loved looking through the basement at her grandparents' house. It was full of family history, documents, trinkets. It was a treasure trove for all things old. But on that trip, she found a letter that her grandfather had sent to her great-grandfather to ask permission to marry his daughter. Shannon loved it. She read it to all of her aunts and cousins. It was very, very emotional to read. Um, So I shared it with all of my aunts and a couple of my cousins. And we all decided at that point that we were going to make plans to get together this spring And completely go through the basement, just clean everything out and organize everything we could find because there's just so much like that down there. So (laughs) I'm all excited about this. Fast forward to mid-February and I get my results from 23andMe. (laughs) So my initial thought actually was... Like, damn, that's it. There's three relatives. Like I looked at my family tree and there was only three close relatives, one of which was my mom. And then there was an aunt that I never heard of and my half sister. And I think it took me a minute to even process the half sister part. I was thrilled actually, because growing up being the oldest, I hated it. I wanted an older brother and an older sister so bad. So I was thrilled, but I had my doubts. I didn't know how accurate these tests were or if it was possible for there to be some sort of mix up or a mistake made, like, you know, anything, anything that could go wrong. Um, I just kind of, I just kind of held off. Like I didn't really believe it fully for actually a really long time. You know, two years later, I saw in my Gmail account that I had a message on 23andMe and I got on there and there was a girl in the named Shannon. And she said, Hey, I'm your half sister. She said, I have lots of questions. Um, can you help me? 
And I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, is this even real or is somebody trying to punk me? In her message, she said, hey, I can't get into Facebook. My account's been hacked. And so I was like, I told my boyfriend, Daniel, I was like, this can't be real. This person can't even, you know, connect with me on Facebook. So, you know, I didn't answer right away because I thought, you know, I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm not getting my hopes up. This sounds janky. But Jackie spoke to her boyfriend about it. and He talked her into responding. But in typical Jackie fashion, she didn't do it immediately. I took three days to really think about it. And then, you know, I, I finally responded back to her and told her that I didn't have any information. You know, I was adopted and, you know, I, I wish I could help her uh, with that. You know, I gave her my phone number. I wanted to be excited. I really did. When she did call me on the phone and I could hear a physical person, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is real. You know, I started to get excited at that point. I was like, oh my gosh, I have an actual sibling. This is, this is wild. Um, so I sent her a message. Turns out she was actually adopted. She didn't know who either of her parents were. So I automatically assumed that it was my dad's kid. There was no doubt because having my mom's test on there, like she would match with my mom if it was her kid. So I knew it had to be through our dad. But Shannon's dad died in 2008 in a violent accident at home. Shannon was reluctant to tell Jackie about their dad, that he hadn't been a nice person, that he was dead. So I started with all of my other family. I sent her tons and tons of pictures, told her about everybody in our family. And then I had to explain to her that, you know, dad drank a lot and he had an accident and he died. So, and I I tried to explain to her that I know it sucks, but she's probably better off not having to have had experience that side of him. After that, we didn't talk for a couple of days um, because I guess it turned out she just needed some time to process that. I think she had a really hard time with the fact that our dad was dead and she never got to meet him. Um, You know, you wait your whole life to stand in front of a person and to just hear that's never going to happen. Um, I, I almost couldn't take it. I wanted so badly to open up and let this girl in and let her tell me things. I almost cut communication off with her, actually, because I couldn't take that much pain. That was tough. And she sent me pictures of him. And, you know, I kind of went silent for a few days and I was really starting to mourn, you know, a person that I never knew. And, you know, I asked Daniel at the time, I was like, is this normal? Am I supposed to mourn a person I've never met? And he was like, yes, this is a person who who created you. You know, you've been waiting all your life. I think it's normal to mourn. And, you know, I cried for days. So then we started talking again. And we couldn't figure out who this mystery aunt was. And so when I started to think about who she was and how she could fit into all of this, it didn't make sense. There was just no way to connect her to my family. 
I think I asked my family first. Like I didn't want them to know that my dad had a kid until I knew for sure. So I just started kind of poking around asking, you know, questions about, um, do you recognize this name or do you know a family with this last name? And nobody knew any of these people, like whether it was Jackie's family or um, the mystery aunt's family. So I wound up sending a message to this mystery aunt on the 23andMe app. And she responded. She responded pretty quick. And she was so nice. Um, she you know, said that she didn't recognize um, any of the surnames I had given her. And she had done some family digging before. And she thinks that we probably were not um, aunt and niece. She thought we were probably more like cousins. And she thought that a part of her family had, they were a bit complicated. So she thought maybe we were a part of that side of her family. But, you know, there was one thing during this entire time that was just sticking with me. And I don't know why I... I just kept looking at the pictures and my gut was telling me something was wrong and I don't know why. And, you know, I remember telling Shannon when we did talk, you know, wow, I don't look like any of you. So weird. And feeling that weirdness, Jackie remembered something, something Shannon told her early on. And that was that Shannon wasn't getting any hits on her dad's side of 23andMe. So Jackie mentioned this to her boyfriend. He's like, bingo, something's wrong. Uh, If she's not getting any matches and you're sitting over here feeling like something's wrong, you guys need to to look into this. This isn't something small. You know, I got a little glimmer of hope that that maybe maybe this isn't my dad. Maybe my real dad is alive Um, and we've got to figure this out. Meanwhile, Shannon got her paternal grandmother's raw DNA and uploaded it so she can compare it to her own. And so I'm just sitting here waiting on pins and needles going, I know this guy's not my dad. I know he's not my dad. I just know it. There was no match. The alcoholic dad she grew up with wasn't her dad, which meant he wasn't Jackie's dad either. So we knew then that that was our answer. So, you know, we agreed, Shannon and I, to partner together to figure out what in the world is going on. When we figured out that we both matched to the same aunt, we knew that this was obviously an aunt. She was very adamant. You guys are not my nieces. And at this point, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, if there had been one mistake, but now there's two, I don't, I don't, I don't believe this. So I knew at that point that was my aunt. I just didn't know what she was hiding and why. The mystery aunt, we actually shared 31% DNA. Yeah. (laughs) So cousins, I mean, even, even at that point, I knew cousin was unlikely. After talking more to my family and doing some more digging, I sent her some more emails and um, she was actually really, really nice. And she acted like she was trying to help us. Shannon figured out her mom either got pregnant in St. Petersburg, Florida or Indiana because her mom moved right at the time of her conception. And Jackie was born in Texas. 
they couldn't find a connection that would even come close to explaining how they could have the same father. She told me that she had a cousin that lived somewhere in Indiana. Um, she, uh, she said that she had family in the Tampa area, but nobody in St. Petersburg. Nobody. One of the other ideas that she did offer was that some people in her family had been truck drivers and that maybe they had different like routes around the country. <laughs> that just didn't sound right to me either. Like maybe it, technically it's possible, but I don't buy that. So Shannon and Jackie started looking at Mystery Ants Facebook and they found something that this aunt had failed to mention. And that is, not only did the aunt have four sisters, but she also had a brother. I love the fact that Shannon didn't ask her, do you have a brother? No. <laughs> she asked her point blank, is your brother our father? She responded with, my brother is definitely not your father. <laughs> she was very adamant and very clear about that. I think Shannon thought, you know, she was going to get info out of her. <laughs> I, I felt like it was a shut door. So, um, you know, she and I handle things very, very differently. Um, she loves to um, communicate and I'm more of the, I'll stand back here and just kind of process, <laughs> which works out really, really well. It's like a yin and a yang. <laughs> so um, I just kind of sat back and I was like, I'll see what happens when she goes and beats down the door. <laughs> But yeah, she was very adamant it was not her brother. And for a minute, I believed that because I thought, given the age, like she's a lot older than all of my aunts and uncles that I have. I thought, well, maybe she has a son. I sent her an email. Please forgive me for being so direct, but are you my grandmother? <laughs> and she was so nice with the response. She was like, oh, I don't mind being direct. I'm too old to beat around the bush kind of thing. She says um, she actually has three daughters and no sons. So that's just not possible. And so I tried to explain to her the percentages with the DNA, like how there's only a few things that we can be, and you can pretty much rule all of them out except for aunt. And I sent her a, like a chart so that she could like visualize it. I didn't know if she maybe just wasn't understanding or if she was just in denial. <laughs> um, I think she was just in denial. Well, after these last emails, I was thinking that I'm not going to get a whole lot more from her. So I started contacting some of her relatives on Facebook and she did not take that well at all. Um, she sent me an email talking about how disappointed she was. She was you know, very upset about this and how she regrets ever sharing any information with us and trying to help us. And I told her that she could rest easy knowing that she really didn't help us. Like the information was more like misinformation and it didn't get us anywhere. By the time I started to get the whole, um, no, I never had any family in St. Petersburg, I knew she was full of shit because... <laughs> I had done some digging and um, those Facebook relatives of hers, her siblings, had gone to the high school that was right across the street from my mother's house that she lived in in Florida. <laughs> Obviously, they had family in St. Petersburg. So for her to say not, like be so clear about not having any in that area, I knew she was lying. Yeah, like once we knew for sure that our aunt was full of it, 
and just trying to throw us off track, it pretty much confirmed what we knew, that she had to be our aunt. It had to be her brother that was our dad. Well, her brother didn't have a Facebook page, but her sisters did. And we went through some of their photos and like somehow found a picture of our dad (laughs) and we got a name. At this point, I am just radiating inside because I'm like, my dad is alive. He's alive. He's actually out there. And to hear that instead of the fact that I have to go to a grave site, that's huge. They Googled the name and found the usual. Old phone numbers no longer working. Emails that got kicked back to sender. And a couple different addresses. So nothing concrete. It was around this time that Jackie posted something on an MPE Facebook group, asking people's opinion. I responded. And that's when I got a private message from you. You said, you know, hey, you know, I'd be willing to help. And I about fell out of my chair. So, um, you know, I told Shannon, I said, I think that, you know, we need to, to let him help us. And, you know, because we're going in circles here. So um, that's when I told you about the aunt and... Um, I think you had responded with, why, why does she think she's not an aunt? I'm confused. <laughs> Join the club. Join the confused club, Dawn. So armed with the person who I thought was their dad, I dove deep into ancestry and found a marriage certificate with his name on it. But it wasn't for his marriage. He was a witness to his son's marriage. Yes, I had found them, a half-brother. So I sent Jackie the doc, along with a yearbook photo that I'd found. Yes, well, you are the like one that gave us the missing piece to like put it all together. Because um, we knew who our dad was, but we just, you know, we couldn't contact him. We didn't know what to do. Then when you gave her that document, we had a name for our brother. He was really easy to find on Facebook. And I messaged him the next day. And he was shocked. Oh my God. He was, he had grown up with his dad. He knew who his dad was. Um, actually wasn't sure that he believed it. I mean, he flat out said, can you talk to me some more? Because looking at your um, Facebook profile, it kind of looks fake because I didn't have a whole lot on there. A little while later, um, I talked to his wife on the phone and we talked for a while and she was like the nicest person ever. I mean, we just really hit it off and, she said that she t- uh, she talked to her brother and that he was in tears. Like he was actually crying um, about this. Like, I mean, it was a lot. Like that's a lot to take in. He was very gracious about it. He was like, you know, you girls deserve this. And what's even more interesting is comparing our baby pictures, mine to my brother. We are twins, literally. I am I am literally the smaller female version of him. You can't even tell some of our baby pictures apart. So their brother gave them the contact info for their dad. I wound up sending a text message to our dad and I think maybe our stepmom. 
I said, hi, my name is Shannon. My sister Jackie and I are hoping to speak with you. According to a DNA test, you are our biological father. I said, don't worry. We don't want anything from you. And we certainly don't want to cause any problems. We just have some questions and we understand if you have no interest in getting to know us. We just wanted to know who he was and where we came from. Like, just the basics of who we are. Because finding out that like that wasn't my family that I grew up with, that was the most devastating thing I've ever been through. Like, I just felt like everything that I knew was taken away from me. Um, like, my whole family was just gone. And I know that DNA doesn't change anything. It doesn't change how they feel. It doesn't change the fact that, you know, they raised me, but it does change something on, on some level it does because it changes who I am. It changes what I come from. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just at the most basic level, it changes who I am. Like I was really hoping that whoever he was, he'd be a good person. Um, and he didn't take it so well at first. He sent us a text message back, um, you know, asking us not to contact his family anymore. And he didn't believe that we could be related. So that's where so many MPE stories end. A shut door that remains closed forever. But in this case, something no short of miraculous happened. Something I've never heard of before. The girl's father is married and his wife, their stepmom, Gabrielle, went to bat for these girls. These girls she'd never met or heard of. Shannon, in the beginning, she was a force to reckon with. She did not take no for an answer. Um, and she, she was like, I know your father and I want to talk to you. So here's this man who, you know, uh, kind of set in his life. Uh, he honestly did not know about it. Yes, it was it was a shocker. There was some frustration. And who are these women who just claim, you know, I am their father? That can't be. And I told my husband, I said, you're going to talk to this woman either way. If it's a scam, you'll you'll figure it out real quick. Or if it's not, well, we'll figure that out real quick, too. So he he did agree to have a conversation with us on the phone. So we set up a time and we. Um, we had a phone conversation, the three of us, me, my sister, and our dad. Shannon shared that response with my my brother and I, that, um, you know, he was willing to talk the next morning. And so I felt, you know, it was kind of appropriate for me to to send him a message to and let him know, hey, I'm the other one. <laughs> and, you know, no hard feelings or anything. And I, I just wanted him to know I didn't have expectations. You know, I said, I just wanted to know who you were and know where I come from. That's all. No pressure. And then, of course, uh, Shannon's sister came into the picture with another text message. 
And and the way she wrote, he showed me, and I'm like, there's no DNA needed. She's yours. <laughs> These two are so much alike. Oh. I took a few moments to, to talk to him before I conferenced Shannon in because I figured, you know, I'm probably going to have a thousand more questions since I'm adopted. You know, I didn't know anything about where I came from. I still have to ask him who my mother was. He and I actually ended up talking for like, I think it was almost an hour. It was just stellar, you know, to find out that I came from this incredible man that, you know, helped put rockets in space. That's awesome. He's well-spoken. He's just so funny. Um, He's just very charming. I could have talked to him forever, but I was like, hey, look, we got to get Shannon on here because I told her I'd call her at this time. And he was like, oh, oh, no problem. And but he said, I just want to apologize. He said, I I know I may have seemed, you know, like I was surprised and, and not happy at first. He said, yes, I was shocked. But I want you to know that this isn't your fault. You guys are the children. We were the adults. By the end of that conversation, everything changed. He was so nice. He seemed to be accepting of the fact that we are his daughters and he was okay with keeping in contact. And he said, you know, this isn't the last time we're going to talk and I really, really want to get to know you more. And, you know, turns out we have a ton in common and I look just like him. (laughs) When I got those pictures, um, you know, you can see me everywhere in him. Once that document you found was, you know, given to Jackie, everything just snowballed from there. Everything was like so fast and so easy. Like, you know, we found our dad, we found our brother, we had that conversation with our dad. Um, and after that, our stepmom sent me a message on Facebook that was so incredibly welcoming um, and reassuring. And I think she played a big part in helping our dad accept all of this. Um, and she really got all of us communicating. Well, when you are presented with facts, then uh, you have two options. You can go and stick your head in the sand, ignore it, and uh refuse to acknowledge the elephant that's now standing in the living room or you can make a decision how you react to it these two people shannon and her sister jackie in my opinion deserve nothing but to be acknowledged and uh, to deserve kindness they didn't do anything wrong You see, as NPEs, we know we're disruptors. We are fully aware if we share who we are, it has the power to change lives, crush people's beliefs, and even break families apart. But we also know it's not our fault. We did nothing wrong. And so to hear someone from that generation say it out loud, it's huge. Huge. 
Because when I think of how many MPEs will never hear those words come out of the right person's mouth, it breaks my heart. So I wish there was a way we could broadcast Gabrielle's message to the rest of the world. A few weeks after the girls first spoke to their father, Shannon, who lives in Georgia, remember, asked her husband one Sunday morning to drive her to North Carolina to visit her brother. I messaged my sister-in-law. And we just made a last minute plan that we would meet up that night, um, that I would just drive to North Carolina and she would make dinner and we would surprise my brother. It took him a minute to even realize who I was. And he was so shocked and so happy. And it turned out to be such a great night. A couple of days after meeting our brother, I sent my dad an email saying that I was going to be in Florida for that weekend and asked how we felt about, you know, meeting up somewhere. We wound up going to their house and we wound up staying there the whole day. It was so easy. I I mean, it wasn't uncomfortable at all. He was nice. He was smart. He, you know, was funny. Like it it couldn't have gone any better. My boyfriend as a gift bought me um, some tickets to fly down there next month to see him. So I will get to wrap my arms around my dad for the first time. I still have not met Jackie, my sister, the one that it all started with. (laughs) I think once we meet, um, it's going to be a lot tighter just because, you know, we haven't seen each other's faces yet. Having a partner in this whole thing has been, you know, it's been someone to lean on. You know, I have my boyfriend who is absolutely amazing. They can sympathize, right? But they're not in your shoes, so they don't know what it's like. Um, Shannon is in my shoes, so she, she knows exactly what it feels like. I'd like to thank Shannon and Jackie for both sharing their stories here on Missing Pieces, NPE Life, and Gabrielle as well. Just so you know, Jackie found out who her mom is with the help of her father, and she's working on that relationship and being welcomed into a very large family. And in case you're wondering, even though her brother and her nieces are very happy about finding each other, the aunt still has not apologized. All the music on today's episode was composed by the great Billy Sullivan. Check out his website, billysullivanscore.com, for all your music needs. Follow me on Instagram at npe underscore life underscore podcast. Get in touch with me there. Missing Pieces is written, edited, and produced by yours truly, Don Anderson. Special thanks to my wife, Lisa, who always steers me in the right direction with editing and writing.